Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Episode 5. We continue the hidden inventory arc, Premature Death. Let's talk about a couple big things in this episode. We're going to talk about Yuki Tsukumono in great detail. We're going to talk about Hibari. We're going to talk about Nanami. And we're going to talk about the importance of everything that just transpired involving Fushiguro or Megami, just to make things easier for everyone there. But we'll do that after the opening. <laughs> Alright guys, Brent here back with Geek Variants, and before we get into any of these details and answer some of your more detailed questions, leave some more questions in the comments below if you have any pertaining to this episode and everything we've got coming up next, be sure to hit that lovely lid subscribe button please for me likes dislikes comments and a subscription if you learn something new something valuable something very much enjoy greatly would be appreciated good luck yuki is the one that sets everything off ghetto has been struggling for a long time with not being the strongest and then gojo being gojo once he learns he's not the strongest it's inevitably a matter of time before he's on a never-ending quest to become, the, once again, the strongest sorcerer in the world because he wants to be completely imperceptible. He doesn't want to fail his teammates, and he wants to be the best he can at all times. Unfortunately, Toji, having his heavenly pack that he did and being the insane monster that he was, was able to best him and Ghetto in 1v1 battles. Albeit got cocky at the end, and then Gojo was able to awaken his next step. Kind of like a Saiyan for some reason. He lost and then got stronger. Don't know how, but this is sometimes how just anime works or the manga works in of itself. And Toji was one of those characters that was made ungodly strong. So anytime he makes appearance anywhere, there's great ramifications for what happens. He caused the rift between these two, and he really, really brought out the ugliness of society by calling out things for what they are. He didn't sugarcoat things, and the fact that Ghetto was agreeing with him as everything was going on kind of amplified the situation to a whole nother level. And then Yuki comes in, has this conversation with him, and is like, I'm trying to exterminate the root. I'm not trying to go for all these superficial things, like kind of like how a doctor like trying to treats the stuff like viruses. They're just trying to stop them from affecting you they're not trying to stop them from existing period it's like imagining that there's no health benefits anything they're not trying to get to the root cause of what's truly making you unhealthy they're just trying to make you healthy enough that you can continue to be a productive member of society and this reduce the world trying to go through this full cleanse cycle having a huge issue with that ghetto albeit through complete genocide of an entire village where he massacred 112 people, including his parents, now believes he's on the right path for this. Those two girls are exceptionally important. They grew up to be huge parts of his organization. And you're wondering how he accumulated all these strong special grade curses. He got all those people around him and the influence that he had. This is the foundation of that. And he spent 10 years cultivating this, ultimately leading up to Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, where he was killed and then not found dead which you know now that we've seen gojo die and not die it kind of shows that death can happen but not really it's a weird thing here there's a lot of interesting dynamics involving cursed energy going on and even the writer Gigi akatami has said that at times it's hard to create a universe like this but he did a phenomenal job now let's talk about habari 
he was seen for maybe two to five minutes of that episode. And you're like, who the heck is Habari? Great question. Habari was just an underclassman to Ghetto and Gojo. That is basically all he was. But he was a source of inspiration. He was a source of light. He was a source of warmth. He's that person that rallies the team together through positivity, through jokes, laughter. He makes tough situations easy to deal with. If you've been in any team sports or you've done any activities, you hang out in groups, you can easily think mentally who that person is around you that when they are just on one and feeling great, the vibe is fantastic. People are having a good time. People are feeling great about themselves. He's just one of those people that wants to do good for the sake of doing good. Not because he has to, not because he it's part of his job. It's because what he, in his heart he truly believes he should be doing. And his death shook everyone to their core. N Nanami was his person on this mission. Nanami ended up leaving the Jujutsu High world because of what transpired in this mission. The kicking of the chair was just the beginning of the groundwork for what was happening there. Nanami got whole disalienated with, well, he just became alienated with everything that was going on. He didn't like the politics. He didn't like how things were planned out. He didn't like that they were sent out to do a mission that they weren't flat out strong enough to do. And ultimately, it cost Hibari his life. And now that Ghetto has seen, you know, his friend die, he's seen the Star Plasma Vessel murdered. Him and Gojo are no longer getting along. And he's spending all this time trying to save these people. And he's going through this whole uh, absorb, destroy curse, absorb, destroy curse process over and over again. And he described it plainly. It was like eating vomit and some other stuff. But at the same time, he is just all that evil that he's put in his body. You feel in some sense it's ruined his mind. But at the same time, he made a lot of very valuable points. He says, I just want to save the world. But his way of saving the world, as is basically every villain in every show ever, is usually through the mass extinction, genocide, or wiping out of a person, race, religion, etc., etc., etc. And his whole idea is if I just get rid of all non-curse users, then the world will be a better and safer place. And we can rest, we can relax, and we don't have to do this anymore. We don't have to lose any more comrades. None of my friends have to die for people I don't care about. That is exactly how he feels. And that is why he goes about things the way he does. And this was a great episode. There was a lot of filler in it. Megami made the decision ultimately to go with Gojo, which helped out save his sister. And Gojo grew exponentially from hanging out with Megami. He became like an older brother slash father figure to Megami. And while at the same time, we're all definitely agreeing Gojo is not great parent material, it changed who he was. He was a carefree person who didn't apply himself to anything to all of a sudden now he's trying to push his limitless technique beyond any shadow of foundation. And he's trying to put and instill in these young sorcerers everything that he thought should have been put into him in the first place. So now that he's instilling his morals, his beliefs, his ideologies, and everything onto the next generation, when he goes and when everyone else follows him after, they'll be able to instill those same beliefs and pass it on and on and on in this terrible world of politics, money, the Zenin clan, everything going on behind the scenes drama with the Jujutsu high higher ups and so on and forth, so on and so forth within the Jujutsu world. They're just ultimately fallen short 
of everything that Gojo wanted. And he wants to do a clean wipeout. And he realizes that because of Ghetto, Ghetto put it bluntly, you are strong enough to do whatever it is you want. No one can stop you. The only person that stopped you was you. What are you going to do with it? And Gojo, while realizing he is, in fact, strong enough, he could wipe out the entire world and the Jujutsu High world, it changes nothing. The morals and ideologies, the sin, the backstabbing, the backlash, all of that would amount to a whole lot of nada. So he has to go in and become a teacher and influencer on those around him and a source of positivity, kind of like Hibari was for their class. And I think Jujutsu Kaisen has done a phenomenal job these last five episodes. I believe next week's going to be a recap episode, so I'll try and give you guys some meat and potatoes on that. Just be prepared that once we get to the Shibuya arc, if you thought Toji was a problem, the Shibuya arc is a whole nother world of craziness. Well, if you stuck around, please, for me, like this video, subscribe to the page, and leave your thoughts, feelings, inspirations, random geek content in the comments below. We'll get back to you. In the meantime, I'll leave you with these two.